Welcome, welcome, welcome. I did, I did notice. I stole that from John Oliver. Who's John Oliver? He's he's someone that you would never <laughs> watch on HBO. He's very uh, he's very lib, as you would say. Dirty, dirty lib. There you go. And that's what you would say. I don't say that. Uh, but I think I did subconsciously steal three welcomes from him. Should I should I take it back or should I give it back? No, you can't do that. So I have to keep it. Uh, yeah, we it's ours now. Okay, well, this is the Lineside 2020 pod. I, of course, am Scott. I'm Brendan. And we welcome you to another great week of sports content, sports entertainment, and lifestyle. <laughs> What's our lifestyle? I don't know. We drink Michelob Ultra? Nope. Okay. That's the workout beer. Okay. But that's a that's a lifestyle beer. Is it? That's what they say. It looks like a workout beer. It looks like Brooks Kepkid beer. I like the one where the lady's running and then she's like bent over and her friend is standing in the driveway offering her beer. And I'm like, did she finish like way ahead of her? And, she, and the other lady's catching up? I think... I think what's going on there is their uh, relationship is built upon what happens post-workout. Oh, I got you. That's a lifestyle. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, we're brought to you by Lineside 2020, www.lineside2020.com. Go there. Check out all the performance. Uh, we've had a really good run in the postseason. We've had a really terrific run in NFL football. We're getting into the groove in college football now that it's week nine. I think it's week 10 now. Good night. Week 10. Uh, lots of happenings. Obviously, Tennessee uh, just making statement after statement. Uh, we'll discuss that later. We'll do a mystery top five, which I have not prepared for at all. So, just like normal. <laughs> so it's a regular old podcast. Sounds great. All right. Terrific. Um, let's start with the World Series. I love World Series baseball. There was a World Series game last night. Uh, the Phillies beat the Astros in Philadelphia 7-0. That was not enough runs. We needed eight. Thought we were certainly going to get it. In our model, it did not show the Astros getting shut out. It was by Ranger Suarez was, and company. You know, Ranger Suarez has been great this postseason. He's he's very good. He's a great pitcher to begin with, but he's not like Cy Young. No. Who the uh, hell is Cy Young anyway? <laughs> no one knows. Uh, it was four to nothing in the second inning after home run after home run. Harper hits a two run home run. Alex Baum hits a two run home run. Jason Worth's long lost son hits a home run. The marshmallow. <laughs> Is that his name? The marshmallow? I just came up with that just now. Okay. Kind of like that. Because he's soft. I don't know. No. That doesn't work. He's got a crazy ass beard. I know that. Yes, he does. Uh, so they go up four zero. So was McCullers tipping his pitches? Uh, he was definitely tipping his pitches. Uh, there's been numerous social media breakdown of his leg kick and the space between back leg and front leg. And you can definitely tell what pitches are coming based on that. Yeah, his, his knee goes up higher, right? Yeah, and it goes closer, right? So it's closer to his, his back leg that he's pushing off with. Big breakdown by, what's his name, Rob Friedman? Uh, Pitching seen, ninja. I've seen so many breakdowns. Yeah. So yes, we'll we'll give Rob credit for this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so McCullers tipping his pitches. Um, the funniest part of it was 
Uh, Harper says something to Alec Baum before he goes to the plate. Baum goes up and hits home run. Ken Rosenthal and his stupid little bow tie goes down into the dugout and and says, uh, what did Bryce Harper say to you? Like Alec Baum's going to be like, oh yeah, well he told me McCullers was tipping his pitches and uh, his knees a little bit higher. Like what, what is Rosenthal expecting the answer to be? Um, I think he's expecting that he's going to get all of the answers right here on Fox. <laughs> Let's do this right here in front of the entire audience to hear. Alec Baum, of course, says, that's between me and him. Yeah, they were talking about Bryce Harper's hair. Right. It was, he probably said candlesticks are a nice gift. Yeah, we more tributes to Robert Wool. <laughs> that's right. More tributes to Robert Wool. All right, so can the Phillies be beat at home? If they win their next two home games... They're the World Series champs, and they're only one game off of my prediction of Philly and four. I know. That's pretty crazy. I think Houston bounces back tonight. Uh, obviously, we know my affinity for Christian Javier. Christian who's, Javier. Who's going tonight for the Astros. Um, hey, let me ask this. Can you roll your R's? Okay. Sounds like it. There's a genetic thing. People, Some people can't do that. Yeah, I've heard about this. Did, can you? Yeah. I said Christian Javier. Oh, yeah. I guess you did. Um... I think that Houston bounces back. We get a series tie at 2-2. And I will say that if they do not win tonight and go down 3-1. Church? Oh, man. Pretty much. And the guy with the $500 bet to win $125,000, how's he feeling about his non-hedging today? I'd like to look at his non-hedging today. I wonder what that's like. Um, See, if you just do what I said, grab Philly before the series starts at like plus 190 or whatever it was. They're now minus 140. Right. For 10 grand. So you turn your $500 into 19,000 or you turn it into 115,000. Does anyone think that that's a bad idea? No, it's a great idea. But, however, and so, um, (laughs) So I still like him. I still like him rolling it in. He's still got time to hedge that thing. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's wait till we get to the doorstep and see what we're looking at on a game basis. Hopefully he's listening. Maybe he's gonna call in and we're gonna take some live callers. <laughs> That's what we we should actually take live callers. Caller you're on line two with Line Psych 2020. I have a pretty good fake radio voice. You sound kinda like Larry King. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right. And uh, anything else on the World Series? Uh no, I just that that Philadelphia crowd is massive. They are so loud, and they stand the whole game. Um, I think it would make me irritated if I was in like those early those front rows. Like, say I was in row two, and then you got a row of people in front of you. Like, y'all don't need to stand up. That sounds very much like an old person. Well, I'm not not young. <laughs> but you don't want to stand up if you're in row two. I mean, I don't want to stand up at all. <laughs> That's why you sit on your couch and watch it on TV. That's right. Uh, okay. NCAA football. NCAA football. NCAA. College football. Oh, did you know that um, I think in March the new college football is coming out on PlayStation 5? I was not aware of that. That didn't hit my inbox. I don't play video games. <laughs> I know, but that's the greatest video game of all time. Okay. <laughs> I thought we already rated okay. that. Did we? Uh, oh, yeah, we did. Because we talked about Duck Hunt. and I black out. Right. I don't even know what's reality. <laughs> That's true. All right, college football. Georgia uh, dominates Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Can, can we call it that anymore? I heard something like, oh, you can't call it that anymore. 
It's still called that, right? Yes. Okay. Everyone I mean, calls it that. Not to you. I'm saying in general, it's still called that. Yeah, in general, it's still called that. Because you still call things Redskins and Indians, and that's not a thing for other people. Right. But okay. I don't know how I'm going to be silenced on that. Um, You're a human. You can do whatever you want. Uh, that's true. And so can they. Um, but so. I, I, the Florida team came out kind of guns blazing in that second half. Uh, made Georgia look somewhat human uh, before reality uh, took over. And um, we'll get to the college football playoff uh, rankings here in a little bit that came out last night. Um, but for Georgia just does what they do, which is they're going to put up enough points and then they're going to stifle uh, their opponent and they should be ranked number one until proven otherwise. What did we get that game at? We got that game at 22 and a half. And they won by? 22 points. That is not a winner. Uh, we did have a winner, though. Tennessee, the aforementioned Tennessee Volunteers, absolutely dominated Kentucky in their black uniforms at night. Those are pretty sweet. Those are pretty sweet. I, I was The uh, light orange with the black is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's intimidating looking. Very Halloween-y. Um, and they did. Boy, they just really... Dominated Kentucky, and you knew they were going to put up forty plus, which they, of course, they did. They win that game forty-four to six. Did not, and they do have a good defense. I'm not saying they don't, uh, but to hold uh, Kentucky to six, very impressive. Yeah, especially when they had been kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about this in terms of their points allowed and their defense. We, we looked at a lot of defensive numbers last week when we we're kind of doing research on Auburn and their. Just atrocious run defense. But Tennessee, I think, has given up a lot of points and yards in garbage time. Uh, yeah, a lot of that is in garbage time. And so, and also the fact that their defense does stay on the field longer than their offense because their offense works so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those those guys do get tired. Yeah. Um, and But, again, they've got really good athletes. It's amazing that Heupel has been able to do what he's done in such a short period of time. Very good job by Josh Heupel there. Um, what about that other SEC game that took place at night? Old Miss over AM uh, at Kyle Field. Right <laughs> on the number. A bunch of our fellow friends were at that game. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And that was their choice of Aggie game to go to this season. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin rumors to Auburn? Uh, I don't see it. I don't know why he would do that. What a weird move that would be. It's just sort of a... Uh, you, you can do the same thing here as you can there. Right. And the Ole Miss uh, alums are probably a lot more hospitable than the Auburn alums. I think Lane Kiffin probably likes the, the, the Grove a little bit better than whatever Auburn's got going on with that poison tree. <laughs> Tombs Corner. Tombs Corner. Well, so are you, well, let's jump ahead then, I guess. what uh, Who's, who's going to be uh, in line for the job that Brian Harson was just dismissed? Uh, you missed of, that by a week or two weeks. Uh, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good, though. Well, I mean, it wasn't much. I wasn't going out on a limb. I mean, <laughs> it was a hot to, take. Tried to fire that guy at in January at Tombs Corner. Um, he, so Harson gets gets ousted. How many games did he coach? Six six games this season. Yes, I believe that. No, no, no I no, mean no. like oh. total. I really, it really was like eighteen. <laughs> actually, games. coach, I think I don't he know. actually coached eighteen games for the Auburn Tigers. 
He gets his uh, buyout taken care of. Auburn is now paying three ex-coaches, the Gene Chizik, the Gus Malzahn, and the Brian Harson, all not to coach at Auburn. That's amazing. They love that stuff. So whoever gets this job is going to be on that payroll too. I think that their goal as a dumpster fire of an alumni base should be uh, let's get five coaches paid that aren't <laughs> coaching here anymore. I think that's a reachable that's their goal. goal. Uh, uh, who do you like to get that gig? I've always said Deion Sanders. Is it since the since Brian Harson was hired the first time? Yeah, I said, um, I said they should have hired Deion Sanders. Uh, that would be a hard guy to fire. Yeah. That's, that's look, a difficult person to fire. The guy can recruit. He knows the South. He went to Florida State. Uh, I just think he's uh, he's perfect for that program. I'd like to see him get that job because I think I'd like to see him with a marquee program, which Auburn is. Um, and I would also like to see what he can do in terms of facing uh, Nick Saban in the recruiting battle, oh, Jimbo Fisher in a recruiting battle. I mean, because he's already getting guys to go to Jackson State right. with that landscape as it is. But to, to have resources and a big-name program behind him, I'd really like to see that. So I'm with you. I'm rooting for that. I don't know if that'll happen. Bill O'Brien is uh, rumored to be the leader in the clubhouse. Oh, my God. Man, I just don't know about that. He's terrible. He's terrible as an offensive analyst at Alabama. I mean, there was a, a sequence. I think it was maybe the Texas game or maybe the Tennessee game, one of the UTs, uh, where Nick Saban... Screaming into his headset as they're throwing a pass from the one yard line, run the effing ball! And like that's Bill O'Brien. Bill yeah. O'Brien is the guy that throws it from the one. Um, and that's not always a bad thing, but I I'm with you. Bill O'Brien doesn't bring much to the table in terms of building a program. He gets a lot of credit for the Penn State mm-hmm. uh, mess that he was left with. Uh, after sanctions and then of course he bolts to the nfl and tries to do everything except for take the garbage out at night um, with little finger behind him <laughs> and the texans are still going to be suffering from that well after we get into 2026 so famously traded deandre hopkins that was a great on. trade okay let's go to the big 10 where bill o'brien used to ply his wares ohio state beats the aforementioned penn state I mean, just rolls them. Well, it was close. Penn State was leading in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So it helps if you watch some of the games. I uh, did watch the games, the scores at the end. Uh, so <laughs> Penn State takes a lead into the fourth quarter, and then Ohio State scores three touchdowns in, I think it was like a minute and 13 seconds. It was. It was crazy. Their defense is, you know, of course, in the offseason, they go out and get uh, defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from Okie State, who obviously was the talk of all of college football defense last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Okie State's uh, fantastic. Uh, there it is, that F word. I'm going to have to stop myself. I need to get, um, <laughs> it's the other F word. Shock. Um, <clears throat> but he did such a great job as their defensive coordinator last year. Uh, the Buckeyes open up the wallet, go out and get him, and they look like a very physical defense uh, that we haven't seen in a really long time, certainly not since Ryan Day's been coach. So the defensive lineman gets like 
Two interceptions, a fumble, recovery, and a touchdown. I mean, he's more of a linebacker. That's awesome. He's He looks like he's the next coming of a uh, Manti Teo, but with uh, stronger... Uh, relationships uh, with, 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 with the ladies. <laughs> he just he looked bigger to me uh, as a defensive lineman. Yeah, but you're right. He does play lineman. He's a, he's a but he is huge. Tuiasa um, Sopo. Well, I don't know what his name is. Um, it's not Tuiasa Sopo. Illinois beats the corn of Nebraska. We're talking about Illinois in a podcast about college football in November. That's pretty big credit to Burt Bielema right there. Is it Burt? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Brad. But he goes, he goes, you know that he goes by Bert. I thought it was Brett. It is Brett. Oh, I'm but saying he, he goes by Bert, though. Follow him on, on whatever social media you have. There are so many references to him calling himself Bert. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's about, but I kind of I dig it. I think Bert's kind of a. My name's Scott. I go by Steve. <laughs> well, Brett and Bert are interchangeable because he spells it B E R T. That's uh, Bert. That is not interchangeable. Yeah, it's the same letters. <laughs> It's oh my god! What I think that is great. Not, <laughs> he spells it B E R T. Could it, be Brett Orbert. I don't know. That, that's interchangeable. He spells Bert B E R T, and his name is Brett B R E T. Oh my god! This is the worst conversation I've ever had. Illinois is in first place. They're going to go to the Big Ten championship game. Unbelievable! And they're going to play the winner of Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan. Waxes their little brother again, and then their players got waxed <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah, so Michigan State for Michigan State, it looked like the whole damn team. It really jumped did. one like, dude. Yes, that's exactly what it looked like. It was horrible. I can't understand why people were just standing around watching it. Right, like coaches and everything. They're it just was, beating this dude. It was really bizarre. Um, he didn't have any pads on. It was like a some sort of red shirt guy. Seems like Mel Tucker may have lost control of that locker room. Mel Tucker and Jimbo Fisher. And get them both, together. Both those guys are going to make $200 million combined. <laughs> that is quite amazing. Uh, over the next several years. That's uh, pretty crazy if you think about it. Um, I am really looking forward to Michigan, Ohio State. Not that I'm not usually most years, but this is going to be, let's assume that they went out uh, each and then they have their big showdown. Oh, that's going to be glorious. Jim Harbaugh calls for the Michigan State players to be uh, addressed to the fullest extent of the law. Addressed? Yeah, I don't know. I could find another word there. Uh, she's Bert. It's <laughs> interchangeable. How about how it's about our interchangeable? How about our friends in the Big Twelve? Well, TCU again. TCU again. TCU covers every game and. They do it in very weird fashion. So they cover this one with 26 seconds left. They get like a bomb touchdown. Yes, they get they threw the ball. <laughs> I love Sonny Dykes. It was amazing. Uh, so TCU covers TCU in first place. TCU undefeated. TCU looking for the playoff. I want to see him there. Uh, it's going to be with mixed emotions uh, next week as they go to Austin to face the Longhorns. Um, and the, obviously, the Longhorns did not lose this weekend. They didn't. That was amazing. Check. Um, that's probably why you didn't watch sports. <laughs> that, that actually probably is why I didn't watch sports. It's my amuse bouche into watching sports. Is watching the Longhorns. The team that the team that beat Texas the prior week, uh, Oklahoma State, 
had everything in front of them. Oh my god! And go to Manhattan, Kansas. They didn't even score. It, they got destroyed from the very beginning, and it didn't get any better. First time Oklahoma State was shut out since Bedlam, like what ten years ago or something. I, I can't. Even, I didn't even look anything up because I have never seen a Mike Gundy team do that. It's amazing. They just got stomped into the ground by a backup quarterback, Will Howard. A, a pretty darn good. Yeah, he's kind of a one B type of guy, right? But yeah. Deuce Vaughn is absolutely amazing. I love Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is Darren Sproles. Is what's that other little guy they had? Um, Quentin something. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the OU. Oh, oh, you You're guy. thinking of OU oh, Quentin Griffin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, there's the other K State guy. But these little running backs end up at Kansas State. Oh, we had a Lake Highlands guy last year. His name's Noel something. I forget his last name. So fast. And I was talking to our friend Stephen Holly and Noel Whiteside. Yeah, that's right. Or White. Yeah. And Whitehead. Whitehead. Yeah. He, I said, this guy's perfect for Kansas State. He's little, he's super fast. I would love to see him go there. He ended up at, like, Stephen F. Austin or something. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, K-State absolutely dominates Oklahoma State. Baylor Baylor hadn't won in Lubbock in 20 years. And they go up and just wax the Red Raiders. I think it was in the 90s. Oh, 30 years. I think I'm sorry. That's what years. Yeah. Like, their last... 10 or 12 trips to Lubbock, they have lost. Man, they put it on the Red Raiders. Boring Dave Aranda. Maybe he's getting his team turned around. I mean, uh, they haven't been bad this season. Obviously. They haven't been bad. They just, the expectations haven't. Uh, when you been win reached. the Sugar Bowl, yeah, you and raise it, the standard. Uh, we thought Lubbock would be a tough place to play for Baylor. It certainly didn't prove to be. And now Tech goes on the road to TCU again for an 11 a.m. kick on Saturday. Line is sitting at nine and a half. Boy, I don't know. So Tech on the road. Yeah, I kind of like TCU here. TCU again? TCU again. They can't cover every game, or they can, I guess. I've seen teams come awfully close to it. And the, the, the great thing about taking a favorite like a TCU or a Tennessee, when, when Tennessee's favorite is they score and their coaches love to cover. It's very clear that that's what's going on here. Josh Heupel loves to cover. Sonny Dykes clearly loves to cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of think TCU continues their streak and rolls the Red Raiders. Florida travels to College Station, the Gators and the Aggies. Florida plus three and a half. Who wants it the least? (laughs) It's like the most inept offenses in college football. I mean, Anthony Richardson has something every now and then, and Aggie has nothing. Oh, you know what? I take that back. That other quarterback was okay. Wegeman? Yeah. Uh, he he looked okay. pretty good. I thought yeah. he I thought he looked good specifically for his first start. Um, you know, he's he's the future of, of the program at College Station. I, I believe the children are our future. Well, he's a child, so he fits <laughs> that bill. Um, I do think that AM probably gets this done. Um, it, you know, the thing about Aggies is they do have that spirit of Aggie land thing going on, even though that there are more, uh, loud voices in the room complaining about what's been going on this season, as there should be, they still seem to like when it comes to game time, still 
still get their themselves up and, and ready to participate. How did um shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Totally lost it. Well, you just dropped oh, the S word. It's okay. You get one an episode, I think. Um, how have all of these yell practices oh, now geez. been taped and released via Twitter and Instagram and all the things? I don't understand. They've been doing this for a hundred years. Yeah, why why are we just seeing it this year? I don't I don't get it. I, I don't either. Is there a mole? Steve, so. Sir- and it's Steve Sarkeesian. And it's somebody that's sitting close to the action. Yeah, for sure. Those those takes, there's no there's nobody in front. And so why aren't they just grabbing the dude with a phone? Or is or is everyone filming it and it's just sometimes this one guy releases it? I think so. Gotcha. That's probably the case. Uh either way, they should probably switch up what they're doing. Cause it, it My to problem. me to me it looks dumber then it is offensive. You look like morons out there. Correct. That's my problem with it, is it's not funny. No, it's like, real bad. If it was funny, I'd be like, well, it's still stupid tradition, but I'm. Uh, it's fine. It's tradition. And just be funny when you do it. And it was, not, don't it, look racist. It was said, Ole Miss is spineless. Their fans are spineless. That, what does that even mean? I honestly don't understand. Were they like given tickets and they wouldn't show up? <laughs> Like they're scared. Is that is that what spineless is? I just don't get that. That's super dumb. Please stop doing that, Aggies. Uh, We have too much respect for you, as far as you know. Baylor travels uh, from Lubbock to Norman. Uh, Baylor plus three and a half at OU. OU coming off a bye. No, they beat OU. They beat Ohio uh, Iowa State. OU OU played football, folks. Sorry. Hey, they held Iowa State to thirteen points. They had the bye week previously, which clearly they worked on their defense a little bit. Brent Venables uh, put in some new schemes, obviously. Brett, his... Brett Venables or Burt Venables? <laughs> it's burnt. You <laughs> <laughs> can be interchangeable. Burt Venables coaching against Dave Aranda. Uh, give me the Baylor. I, I, they're getting points. They're getting a touchdown and a hook. It says this. It basically says these teams are even. That's yeah, what the line which, says. which I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, I've watched Oklahoma play. Now, um, Oklahoma's a different team with their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, in in behind center. Uh, But I still look at Baylor and say, this team is is good. They're certainly good on paper, and they got their mojo back last week. That doesn't always travel, but I think it will in this case. Alabama, minus 13 at LSU. It's Any, too many points. Yeah, I know you like LSU here. I guess it, LSU's just too up and down for me. They seem to be more up than anything, and you should check out the college football playoff rankings where they check in at number 10. Really? They are number 10 in the college football playoff ranking. Good night. <clears throat> um, Brian Kelly doing a number there, I guess. He is uh, He's doing something. Uh, I kind of expected those guys to fold the tent, and they they – continue to kind of win every week since Tennessee uh, took them behind the woodshed. Um, I don't. Tennessee's good. uh, Tennessee's very good. (laughs) FYI. I just don't believe in what Alabama's throwing out there this year. Yeah, we've said it since day one, really. Um, They're just not Alabama this year. I mean, they can still take care of business against Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, and I'm not using those two teams you know, interchangeably, I'm just saying those were their last two games. 
uh, in SEC play, uh, and they they just don't look crisp. Yeah, uh, they've got great team speed. Obviously, they got great athletes, um, but LSU at night uh, is going to be tough. I do like LSU at night. That's always fun. Texas, Texas. <laughs> Texas minus two and a half at Kansas State. In what universe have you seen that Texas would be a favorite on the road against a team that just waxed Oklahoma State? This is just brand. It's a hundred percent brand. And off a of buy. That's it, right? Brand off a of buy. Quentin Ewers bounce back game. I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. We're not taking Texas. We are taking the other side of this. If it was Texas plus two and a half, I'd I be still like, still wouldn't eh, take it. Okay, it's better. All right, Clemson. Uh, Clemson minus three and a half at Notre Dame. Notre Dame playing a lot better now. They are. They're playing better. Uh, obviously, they're going to uh, host Clemson at night. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who rolls out a quarterback for Clemson. After they made the switch during the Syracuse game from uh, DJ Ukulele, uh, DJ Ukulele to the Austin Westlake uh, superstar Kuvnik, um, how will who's going to get the start and how if it is DJ, how uh, long is the leash? Yeah, it's not going to be long. Can't we be. know that. Um, I am very interested to see how. Um, Clemson responds in this spot because they really haven't had any tough games on the road. That's fair. Um, Syracuse was a tough opponent for them at home, Mm -hmm. and the rest of their schedule has been pretty meh. I mean, you could make the argument Wake Forest. uh, It it was a good, (laughs) good, good opponent on the road. Uh, Wake Forest. But they just got absolutely demolished by Louisville. Wake, oh, yeah, you don't have to eat any ice cream. No ice cream for me. Yes, Brendan was going to eat a gallon of ice cream. During this exact During show. this podcast, if Wake Forest and Louisville did not go over the total, they snuck over the total by a touchdown. Uh, luckily, in my opinion, as Wake Forest turned the ball over six times. Six times. In the third quarter. Alone. And Louisville outscored them in the third quarter 35-0. to zero. Those are the kinds of things we expect in the AC. You know what our best uh, winning percentage is, is ACC football. Okay. By a lot. It's because people are sleeping on my Syracuse Orange. Let's, uh, which you should have slept on because they got beat by Notre Dame. Last game of the week. Prime, 2.30, CBS, my boy Gary Danielson. Tennessee, plus eight at Georgia. Good line. That is a pretty good line. Very good line. Georgia loses their star linebacker. Nolan Smith. To a torn pectoral muscle. That sounds like it hurts. That's what uh, Watt has for Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I kind of like Tennessee here. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be a darling play. I want to say that like 90% of the tickets already are on the balls. I'm a Joe, baby. Um, That's right. Cup of Joe. Uh, the loser of this game doesn't isn't going to pay a big penalty unless it's a true blowout. Um, That's fair. The loser of this game does not get uh, is not going to get dinged too bad. We know that the SEC bias is alive and well in the college football playoff room. Um, let's do go talk about those rankings that came out a little bit last night. 
Tennessee goes to the number one spot. Hold on, though. The loser of this game does not go to the SEC championship game either, though. Right, but that just gives them a benefit of not having to play that game. Assuming they went out, then they're just sitting there and like, well, you know, they did lose a, t- a tough game to the eventual SEC champion. Let's put them in. Like, yeah, let's this put argu- them in. This argument's been done many, many times. There is precedent there. Tennessee goes number one in the college football playoff rankings, followed by Ohio State at mm-hmm. number two. Georgia, the number one team in the country, goes to third. And, Sounds like they're the number three team in the country. And number four, the Clemens Tigers, which is a little strange. And then you get Michigan at five, Alabama at six, TCU at seven. Uh, there is Alabama. no way in the world that Clemson deserves to be ranked ahead of TCU again. Or Alabama. Right. But Alabama's going to be there. You just take Brand. that. You just take that for a grain of salt. Alabama's always good. Alabama could lose three games and still find themselves as a four seed. That is college football talk. It's too much college football. So much. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Now. <laughs> Did you, you looked at me like I was going to end the podcast just right then. Oh, okay, sure. let's do a mystery. Five. Do I need to give you some time? No, just do yours and then I'll I'll piggyback. Mystery top five, not movies, roles. Okay. Of Michael J. Fox. Okay. This is going to be a short list, right? Is well, it five? It's, it's a five. <laughs> it's five if you think the five is a big list. Okay. Number, uh, I don't even need a number. Back to the future. What, what's his role? We're talking about roles, not movies. Um... His name is Bert. Not Bert. Bert Thunderstone. He's not Bert Thunderstone. What's his name? Marty McFly. Marty McFly. That's how right. do you not know that? I, I do. Or do I you just, just? Are you in a fog? Very much so. I'm blacking out like you normally do during our podcast. <laughs> no, I'm great during the podcast. It's just when it's over, I'm asking, "What did we talk about? <laughs> I did I say that?" Okay, Marty McFly. That's number one. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. I will go with. Teen Wolf. Scott Howard. Scott Howard. Teen Wolf. Scott Howard is number four. He's also a Scott. On my list. He is amazing in that movie. I love that movie. And the best character in that movie is head basketball coach Bobby Finstock. As a matter of fact, I think at some point during the Lake Hooplands podcast, we should see if we could get a special appearance made by Bobby Finstock (laughs) so he can go X's and O's toe-to-toe with Coach Joe. New okay. idea. Okay, write that down. Bobby Finstock on the Lake Hooplands podcast. All right. Uh, third Michael J. Fox role is um, Alex P. Keaton. Number two on my list. What a great guy uh, Alex P. Keaton was. He Very was Republican. Young Republican. Uh, I think he kissed a picture of Ronald Reagan <laughs> at night before bed instead of a teddy bear. And that was all in rebellion. That's the genius part of this is that his parents were hippies. And so he took on the role of, I will be the house conservative, and he took it and ran with it. And he was just so on point in that role. I'd like to, I might, I might Netflix that show again. I bet it doesn't hold up. That's, be my guess. Yeah, maybe. What, is um, it Family Ties? Family Ties. Shining I watched an episode. Like, One episode? Like six months ago. Pretty bad. Why would you do that? I was trying to get my kids to watch something normal. Oh. Well, that's not normal. I mean, it's normal for us. When okay. we grew up, we were watching that show. That's true. 
It I loved it. Phineas and Ferb. Or oh, that's bad. That's no. bad. Phineas and Ferb's actually kind of good. Okay. Um, number four, Michael J. Fox role is the guy in West Wing. No, the guy in American President. Uh, close. I didn't. He, that didn't make my list. Um, I love it when he, I love it when he says, "I'm going to make a list of all the people that tried to help us." Because he, he was a whip. He was trying to whip up votes. That's not what that means. Yeah, it does. The whip? Yeah, 100%. Majority whip means you're trying to whip votes. No, no, I know that. But I thought you were talking about voters for like to be no, elected. No, no, no. Senators. Things yeah. like that. Okay. We're, we're cool. We're Last cool. on my list of Michael J. Fox movies. I'm pausing for time. Yes. I'm not sure. I can tell. <laughs> I don't know any more Michael J. Fox roles. Off uh, the top of my head. Um, that's fine. Okay, go ahead. Give me your five. Go ahead. So we've hit number one, Marty McFly. Number two, Alex P. Keaton. Number four, Scott Howard at Teen Wolf. My number five, Max Erickson in the movie Casualties of War. It's a Vietnam War movie. Came out, was really branded high. It was like late, ni- or late 80s with Sean Penn. And they like kidnapped this Vietnamese girl. It is an... In like like most Vietnam movies, extremely intense and uncomfortable. Is there any less imposing figure than Michael J. Fox? If Michael J. Fox is running through the jungle towards you with a AK forty seven, I have AK forty sevens with a gun, would you be scared? Uh, yeah, because he has a gun. Because <laughs> he has an itchy trigger finger now. Oh, <laughs> not. Not, so not good. okay. Not good, Jim. <laughs> okay, go to number three. Um, and number three, Brantley Foster slash Carlton Whitfield from The Secret of My Success. Literally never even heard of that movie. You need to watch that as soon as we quit recording here Netflix. because it's amazing. My kids have watched that movie. Secret of it. My Success? Very good. Okay, I'll do it. Farm Boy goes to New York to go work for uh, his uncle. Um, he's very underqualified, gets a job in the mailroom and, uh, decides to pretend to be somebody who's an executive. Okay. And, uh, it, it, hilarity ensues. Excellent. Secret of my success will be watched shortly. Mystery top five for me. Top five sports movies of all time. We haven't done this? No, I don't think so. This seems cliche. Well, what, I mean, what else do you want me to do? Um, Hoosiers. Hoosiers is number two. Cool. <laughs> uh, let's go Rocky Four. Oh my gosh, Rocky Four is number five. Um, That's a <laughs> okay. Rocky Four is amazing. The other Rockies are still good, except for anything after Four is out. Uh, Creed's good, but that's not. I don't count that as Rocky. Uh, it's just part of the Rocky franchise, or can yeah, you even really say that because it's built out of the same yeah, well, character is, group? Is five the one with the guy that died of AIDS? Machine Tommy, Gun Kelly, Tommy Gun. Then <laughs> it's Tommy Gun. He's is that, dead, dude? He died like twenty years ago of AIDS. Actually, okay. Um, well, that kind of brought down the show. I knew he had AIDS. I didn't know he died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that why he's not in any movies anymore? <laughs> yes. Um, was what? he a wrestler or something? Was he a boxer? He was a real boxer. He became a real boxer. Okay, that's right. Um, I'm going to kind of flip around uh, genres here from time to time. From time to time. Like, we're going to be doing this all day. 
I will say long podcast. Uh, let's go Bull Durham. Freaking love that movie. Bull Durham, number three on my list. I love Bull Durham. <laughs> Eddie Calvin Lelouch, Crash That's Davis. It's a great movie. It's so funny. It is really funny. It's got Robert Wool in it. Dang it. Is oh, that yeah. why you came yeah. up with this? Because of Robert Wool? No, because of Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf. Um, okay. Did Let's, not make my list, Teen Wolf. I will say, what would I have, two more? Mm-hmm. Something like that? You've almost guessed my entire top five. Uh, that's I'm so we're in sync. Yeah, we're cycling. I will take the movie The Program. Good choice, not on my list. College football, Darnell, ESU. We just want to welcome you. There's no other movie I think that I use a um, meme from than that one. Is that your favorite? Seat at the table. Yep. God, that guy's roided it up. Smash your Lattimore smashing his face through <laughs> somebody's car, car window. So better great. tell you better tell Lattimore the NCAA is going to be testing next week. <laughs> he got to use his fake wiener to James Con, the great late James Con, playing the football coach, trying to keep it all in order. The great James Con. Uh, great film. Okay, and let's finally go with. Uh, we'll switch gears and go hockey. I know we're gonna get. Uh, oh, no. I'm gonna get stabbed in the eye for this. Are you gonna? Are you gonna guess mine? Is it Miracle? No, 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 no. I mean, it's a fine movie. Okay, it's got Kurt Russell about the 1980 U.S. That's what you're going with. Yeah. Okay. That one is good. I like that movie. It's a great movie. Plays Herb Brooks. Did you know it's based on a true story? (laughs) I did. Thank you. You're welcome. I think all of these. I think all sports movies are based on a true story. Number three on my list. League of Their Own. Slapshot. And see, that's why I said I knew. I was, did you do that so I wouldn't get stabbed in the face? Yeah, because everybody loves Slapshot. I love Slapshot too. Paul Newman, fantastic, it's genius. It is genius. Um, what else you got? Number one sports movie of all time: Top Gun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was for John Azano. Number one sports movie of all time is, of course, The Natural. Uh, okay, I can I can dig that. All these are good movies. They're all fantastic movies. There it is, the F word. Do you uh, want me to give you my alt or my honorable mention list? No, I don't. Does <laughs> okay. anybody else want that? I'm sure they do. Let's take a call. Caller, do you want to hear Scott's honorable mention list? All right. That is our mystery top five. Now let's spend about 20 minutes talking about the National Football League. Where we are dominating. Just, do- we're up 20 units. No, no, 17-something. Oh. 17-6. Okay, I thought it was like 18 or 19. Yeah, it feels like rounding it. up. Yeah, it feels like it. We've been really, really solid in NFL. Yes, please go to the website, www.linesite2020.com. People are getting killed by the NFL. We are not. How are people getting killed by it? I don't, I don't understand. Know. Well, yeah, I mean, not actually killed. Just uh, not by... Not by Marty McFly running through the jungle? <laughs> no, not by Marty McFly on his hoverboard uh, skateboard. So what happened in Dallas? Well, I guess it's in Arlington on Sunday afternoon. Okay, I thought you were going to say like November 22nd. Ed, Jerry, well, we're coming up on that. <laughs> we are, I know. That's why I said it. Uh, Dallas absolutely destroyed Chicago. And the game is 28-7. to Dak throw or um, Justin Fields throws an interception. No. Yeah, right. And uh, who was it? Um, Dorrance Armstrong, maybe? Anyways, whoever it was, 
gets called for pass interference. So what happened was he jumped up, both hands in the uh, pass interference, roughing the passer. Yeah, because he plays defensive end. He, he jumps up in the air with both hands, hits Fields in the arm, and his forearm kind of gets Fields up under the chin. Of course, they're going to call roughing the passer in that scenario. And the interception's overturned. Chicago goes and scores. And so beginning of the first, uh, beginning of the second half, Chicago scores. It's 28-23 all of a sudden. And we we're like, like what's happening here? We had Dallas minus 10. And then the Cowboys poured it on. That defense turns you over, sacks you. Dak looked good. Big plays. Tony Pollard looked fantastic. There Dang it! Go. There you go. <laughs> That's a coin in the fantastic jar. Uh, they did look they, great. It's weird. That Super. It was a dominant performance, but it kind of could have been worse for the, for, the, for the Bears. Both teams. I don't think I've ever seen this in a game that scored uh, what, almost 80 points. Both teams rushed for over 200 yards. That's incredible. Like, how's that not eating the clock? They just had big plays. And it was big, big plays play after big play. So 49-29, uh, Cowboys are Bears. The Saints shut out the Raiders at home. I don't I don't understand this game. I don't understand. How, oh, you know what? I do understand how the Raiders are so bad. They have Josh McDaniel as their coach. They scored zero points against the Saints. This is a playoff team from last year that added Devontae Adams. And he got no points. And Josh McDaniels has ruined this team. I don't understand. What what happened to the team that played the Chiefs tooth and nail a couple weeks ago on Thursday night? Right. It makes no sense. So they go and lose to the hapless Saints. I still don't like them. The Vikings get to 6-1. and one. Uh, They're just running up the score with the Cardinals. Nobody can play defense in that game. We had the over in that game. That one, it was 48 and a half. It was the highest total of the weekend. We took the over. I couldn't believe that it was only 48 and a half. Those teams are loaded with weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, They have quarterbacks that get made fun of on a consistent basis on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's pretty crazy to think that the Vikings could have this, this division sewed up by Thanksgiving. Yeah, Green Bay, bad. Not good. They covered. Uh, Philly, undefeated. They come off the bye. They are at home. They absolutely destroy the team that they played. <laughs> so bad. I, I truly like my brain is like not working right now. Oh, they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right, the Steelers. We were on the I ca- Steelers. I kept wanting to say it was the Panthers, but it was Pittsburgh. I knew yeah. it had a P in it. We They're were- interchangeable. <laughs> It was Cincinnati. It's all all <laughs> NFC North or AFC North teams are interchangeable. Um, they Jalen Hurts four touchdown passes career high. He he's great. AJ Brown had to take a pee test after the game because <laughs> he had three of those. I know. It, wasn't it three in the first quarter or something? I don't know, but I like how he calls out Goodell on Twitter. He's like, "Ain't no random test." That's true. That's so awesome. Uh, Philly is just obviously they haven't lost a game, and then tomorrow night, Thursday night, they catch the uh, Texans. Astros. Nope, no Phillies and Astros, Texans and Eagles. Philly versus same, Houston on the same night. Now, do you think we're going to get a split there? Different cities. Um, 
and I, I did ask our Astro fans if, if people were going to watch the Texans or the Astros, and there wasn't really an overwhelming, no, of course they're going to watch the Astros. It was, uh, it was like, oh, I don't know. Havsies. Uh The 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay. Like, it's his, not even debatable. He's not renting anymore. He's he <laughs> owns uh, uh, Sean McVay's headspace. Of course, McVay gets 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 over him at uh, the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't cover, but didn't cover, and that's really what we're concerned with here for this show. But other than that, the 49ers just hammer the Rams. Even when the scores are close, one team is just physically better than the other team. Christian McCaffrey is the first player since 2005, Ladanian Tomlinson, to throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and run for a touchdown in the same game. He's good. And that will be his first and last game for the 49ers. <laughs> if he doesn't get hurt, which is always the caveat with him, he is the perfect player for that team. Oh, I mean, you can do if so you have much. him and Debo, you are multiple on multiple levels. Yes, it's crazy. So awesome. Great I, trade. Great love, trade. It really them. was a great trade. Speaking Giants of, lose. Oh, yeah, they did lose. To the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks actually kind of dominated that game. Uh, it was very close in the first half. We were on the Giants because, as you've heard here many times, we will ride that train until we get bucked. We knew this was a, probably a pretty good letdown spot for them. But they were catching points. And, God, Saquon Barkley's still amazing. They have they had serious travel issues, which is sort of why you know we talked ourselves into you know less than a max bet on the Giants. They weren't uh, allowed to bring their luggage aboard. No, they went from London back to New York to Jacksonville to Seattle. That's a lot. Yeah, it seems like a lot. I don't know why the NFL did that to them. That's kind of rude. It's uh, they should fill out a comment card. Trade deadline. What do you got? Uh, dumbest thing I saw. God, there was a lot of dumb moves. Um, the Bears getting Chase Claypool. Why are the Bears trading four players? I, I honestly don't know. I guess they're like scared that Justin Fields is going to revolt and just not play anymore unless he gets <laughs> somebody out at the wideout position. But Chase Claypool is a well-documented locker room problem. Like Mike Tomlin couldn't get rid of him. He's like, you're, you're kidding me. The Bears are going to take this guy? <laughs> Sweet. We'll take whatever. Get, give us a kicker and a seventh rounder. We're fine with that. Just get him out of the locker room. Um, so Pittsburgh clearly won on that deal. Well, and they trade Roquan Smith. Right. To the Ravens. The Ravens. That's a great pickup for Baltimore. Great pickup there. And, and so what do the Bears do? They're making their defense worse. Because they also, who else do they trade? Uh, Quinn. Yeah, yeah, Robert Quinn to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, and that was like Roquan Smith's best friend. So they were like, well, I'm sure Roquan Smith was like, well, trade me now. Well, and they can now hang out together because Baltimore and Philly are real close. That's true. That's true. They can live in between yeah. and be bosom buddies. Uh, they can do that. I think that the Ravens got a great deal. That's a steal. Roquan Smith, leading tackler in the NFL this year. Yeah, he seems a little up and down to me, but that's a good, and it's a good pickup for them. They need that. Anybody else on the trade deadline? Uh, the Hawkinson trade, I don't understand that. Confusing. Uh, young player, one of the best tight ends. You know, when you get outside of that top elite three or four that have been doing it a little bit longer, uh, he's the best young tight end out there, and I don't think that anybody's really close on that. Dan Campbell thought he would just suit up. 
<laughs> suit up himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm trading Hawkinson. I'm putting on some pads. I'm just going to run the drag routes uh, with shorter hair. I had a my son's football game was a couple weeks ago, and there was a coach for the other team screaming at another coach on the same team. Oh, one of his one of his coaches. One of his coaches. And he said, if you can't run it right, why don't you just put on some pads and go out there and do it yourself? And I'm like, huh. You want him to put on pads and go play in a fourth grade tackle football game? <laughs> Seems like a challenge. Maybe he should eat a gallon of ice cream. Yeah, he would do better off. Um, okay. Not a great slate of games this weekend. The This bye week they scheduled for these teams like to be off teams, is right? really detrimental to the entertainment value. I don't understand why they did two teams last week and six teams this week. Uh, I guarantee you, things centered around that London game and the, the yeah, o- yeah. international deal. Um, I really, th- this this week of games is bad. We're going to find some stuff to take because, you know, this is a numbers game. Um, probably the most intriguing game in terms of matchup names and status is going to be the Sunday night game uh, where the Titans are catching 12 and a half at Kansas City. Derrick Henry in his last 16 regular season games, so a, a former full season of football, 2,102 yards and 21 touchdowns. Is that good? He is a beast. He dump trucks everybody. And you haven't even heard about him having a good year this year. It's it's because Tennessee gets no publicity of any kind except for the bad kind, which is Malik Willis, their starting quarterback, <laughs> which leads us to this twelve and a half point line. Uh, my guess is the public's going to be like Tennessee. They're good. Twelve they, and a half. They were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Twelve and a half. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. And you know what? Those guys may be right because that is a lot of points in the uh, National Football League. Kansas City, though, at home. At night, uh, prime time, prime time off a of buy. Oh. Andy Reid off a of buy, one hundred thousand and one. He's just never <laughs> lost a game <laughs> off a of buy. He's lost one. He's won the other hundred thousand he's played. Uh, the other giant line of the weekend on uh, Thursday night football: the aforementioned Eagles at Texans. Uh, Eagles minus fourteen in this one. Who do you have in the this battle of Houston and Philly? I have a tough time believing that the Eagles aren't going to dump truck the Texans. Yeah, I think the Texans are done. I think the Texans, once they got their tie out of the way in week one, (laughs) or like everything else is gravy from here on out, um, they just don't have the players at all. And um, in Philly, they just don't seem like a team that's going to like be complacent. Do I think this line gets to 14 and a half? That's a great question. I think it probably does. Because the public is going to just pound Philly. Well, everybody wants to bet Thursday night football. That's also true. And everybody wants to bet on the Eagles. And so it probably does get to 14 and a half. It's tough for me to see the Texans hanging within three touchdowns, quite frankly. Yep. Chargers minus three at Atlanta. You know where Atlanta is in the standings? No, I do not. They're first place in the NFC South. I think Atlanta, their win total was like five, over under five. They're in first place. They got they they got their first place four and four. It's amazing. Uh, they did not cover because nope. of terrible 
prevent defense at the end of the game against Carolina last week. We That was one of our losers. Yeah, so the Falcons minus four in that game, and they kick a field goal with 40 seconds left. I love that situation. So, and I said to you, are they going to, you said they're going to kick a field goal. And I said, I don't know. I think the analytics actually say go for it here because it was fourth and three. And if they go for it, they win the game 100%. If they get, if they get the first down. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh, If they kick it, uh, the other team has a chance. False start pushes it back to fourth and eight. Then it's, then it's a no brainer. Then it's a no brainer. Then you kick the field goal. So they kick the field goal and PJ Walker. P.J. Walker. He throws a, I think it was 67 yards in the air. That guy can fling it. That's what I said before the game. I said, P.J. Walker has a fantastic arm. That's a quarter in the jar. He, (laughs) damn it. It's hard. He throws an absolute perfect bomb to D.J. Moore, who scores, takes off his helmet, tacks on 15 yards to the extra point, Sweet Eddie Pinheiro misses, and we're going to overtime. So our bet still has a chance in overtime, and then Carolina gets the ball first. Boo. And then Carolina misses a field goal. So we still have a chance. And then Atlanta, but not really. And then Atlanta goes and kicks a field goal, and the game's over. So uh, all that to be said. What, what are the charges? They're, somehow they're four and three. They seem more like they're two and five. Off a bye. On the road. Early kick. Early kick. I don't – Falcons at home plus three I love, I think. I, I don't really, think the Chargers are very good. I don't think they are either. They don't look good. They haven't played good. No, but are, what, what has the bye week done to them? That's a great question, but I don't trust Brandon Staley as far as I can throw him. I don't think Brandon Staley's trust Brandon Staley. And he's a little guy. Raiders minus one and a half at the Jaguars. These are both terrible teams. We lose with these teams <laughs> every every chance we get. The only units we've lost this season have been on the Raiders and the Jaguars. It's unbelievable. We we see what um, their numbers statistically are very good. These are statistically very sound teams. And then they go play the real game, and it looks like they have no idea what they're doing out there. The Jaguars can't protect a lead for anything. No. Nothing. And the Raiders either come out with their hair on fire or don't show up at all. The Jaguars, I think, have lost six or seven one-score games in a row. That's really bad. You thought that was just an Urban Meyer thing, but it's not. It it, it transcends carried uh, over uh, what any logic would have. You just by the law of averages, how can you lose that many? Uh, one possession games in a row, especially when you've got now you've got a head coach that knows how to win. I mean, Super Bowl winning coach Doug Peterson. I, I actually still like the Jaguars and I still like the Raiders, but we can't trust them either one of them. And so they're going to play a football game on Sunday to figure out who the most inept team is at winning. They're going to play a football game that no one's going to watch. Rams <laughs> plus two and a half at. The Bucks, the underachievers delight. I came up with that this morning. You did. Copyright. Uh, hashtag something. Uh, Rams catching two and a half. Do you just take the points here as they go against uh, the uh, divorcee? You ready for my Tom Brady theory? Oh, boy. Tom Brady is going to kick everyone's ass from here on. Because he got divorced? Correct. 
It's off his mind now. He doesn't have to try to be Johnny Husband. He can just be football Tom Brady, and he is going to dominate the rest of this season. So we're going to take the Rams plus two and a half. <laughs> Uh, probably sprinkle in some money line. I've been good at the NFL this season, so no one be don't be talking about me. Don't be talking mess. Tom I, Brady over three hundred yards passing will happen this weekend. Hundred percent. I think ninety nine percent. I think Matthew Stafford is going to get sacked for three hundred yard loss. <laughs> He's just going back three hundred yards. Uh, that offensive line is so bad. It is bad. Both of these offensive lines are terrible. Yeah, so let's just do some sort of random sack total over. Tom Brady over 300 yards. Market eight, dude. Yeah, alt line. Uh, what else you, you got? You got anything else? Are you ready to wrap this one up? I don't know. I'm kind of having a good time. You can check us out on uh, a YouTube channel now. Um, we Where, are, where's the we're camera? Station. It's right there. It's where the us. green light. Um. I was not allowed to wear a green hat today, so I am proudly sporting the Lake Highlands uh, white hat. Looks That's because of our kick a background that you can see. Yeah, but what's 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 going to be on it? I don't know stuff. Yeah, put some cool stuff on. Put Brady and Giselle on there, like in a s- courtroom. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I have great ideas. I know. I don't have enough time to do all this stuff though. I do. I will make it try. I'll try and make it cool. Why don't you listeners take advantage of our offer, which is a uh, free month. You just sign up. You get uh, the rest of the World Series. We got college hoops kicking off in, actually tipping off is what I should say. College uh, hoops. In seven days. Also listen to our other podcast, Lake Hooplins. That is on all the podcast platforms that you could ever want. It is about Lake Highlands High School Basketball with Coach Joe Duffield. They get Midnight Madness going tonight. Uh, yes, sir. Tonight, this is a Wednesday. They get it going tonight. Go check them out if you do not have other plans with your own kids. As always, go to www.linesite2020.com to subscribe. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.